I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. We are here with all of today's football news. Before we get into it, though, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts. But we start today with Barcelona, of course, the name on everyone's lips this week. Uh, more updates coming in regarding their manager situation and possibly his first signing. A video was posted on Twitter yesterday, I do believe, by uh, Barcelona featuring their president, I'm going to butcher this, <laughs> Josep Bartomo? Bartomeu? I, I got Bartomo, but I'm from Wrexham, so he knows about my pronunciation. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, talking about uh, Ronald Koeman, of course, uh, replacing Kike Setien, uh, jo- Josep, we're on first name terms now, says, uh, <laughs> if nothing goes wrong, Koeman will be Barca's coach next season. We know how he thinks and his philosophy. And a bit of an update on top of that, uh, we had Alfredo Martinez of El Transistor uh, tweeting about the fact that Koeman's first signing could be, and I've got to fight myself saying James Van Der Beek every time I talk about this player. No! Donny Van Der Beek from Ajax uh, for around 25 to 30 million. Uh, what do you reckon to this appointment, Andrew? And not James Van Der Beek from Dawson's Creek, but Donny Van Der Beek from Ajax uh, heading to Barcelona. I think the only way that, that if and when this transfer happens now, there has to be this video montage with, I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah, just playing <laughs> over the top of it as he walks into the, the camp now. Um, no, I, I think that um, Koeman makes sense as, as the Barcelona manager. Uh, we've talked about it. We've talked about it a lot, pretty much every single day. Me, yeah. uh, yourself, Gareth Morgan over the weekend, um, where he was there for six years as a player, scored in their, their first ever Euro European Cup final win um, before it's rebranded as the Champions League. Obviously, um, six years as a player, 200 league games, 67 goals as a defender, sweeper. I'm just going to shoot wherever I want. Um, knows the club, knows the philosophy. Um, it's it's uh, as they, they said. It's um, he knows the language of the club. Is that was one of the the buzz phrases being thrown out by your pal Joseph. Um, so yeah, it makes sense in that way, and it's. We kind of think this might be a just a stopgap until Xavi declares himself as actually wanting a job, and so it's it's kind of win-win all round. I mean, Cumin's uh, club career managerially has got a little bit tarnished by his time at Everton. Um, since then, obviously, he's become the Netherlands manager, and, and now he's the Barcelona manager. And I think that Donny Van Der Beek, as, as somebody who's got a big soft spot for Dutch football and, and particularly for Ajax, he's uh, he would be a great first signing for, for that side, and especially with the price it's being touted around of twenty-five to thirty million euros. To me. 
I think that's that's a steal. We've seen him link before Manchester United, link before Real Madrid. And I think for a Barcelona team that, that needs an injection of players, clearly, and especially in that midfield, I think Donny van der Beek and what he brings to a team, uh, I, th- I think it'd be a fantastic signing for Barcelona. I completely agree. You always imagine that, especially when you hear clubs are selling a lot of players, like we said, Barcelona don't have huge amounts of money, but they're going to be selling lots of players and they're looking for new signings. That always seems to me to add another like 10 million euros yeah. or whatever to the asking price. So 25 to 30 million for, for Donny van der Beek's great signing. Yeah, I always feel a little bit sorry when they say, oh, it's a stopgap manager, but I'm not going to feel too sorry. He gets to manage Barcelona and get paid millions of dollars or euros or pounds. Probably use pounds, Adam, because that's where you're from. Um, it's, it's, a, it's not a bad way to earn a living, is it? No, and also you've got to think throughout the, the history of football, when when we're long gone and this is all done by some weird like virtual technology you see in like the minority report of two talking heads talking <laughs> about football in 100 years, people are going to look back and think, there's only a handful of managers that manage Leo Messi. And Ronald Koeman gets to be one of those, which is, that's, for it's, it's weird as um, normally, I know historically it's always been about players wanting to play for certain managers, but I think we're at a point now because of clearly player power and because of some of the players that, that we've seen play over the last couple of decades, it's now a lot of these managers want to manage certain players and who wouldn't want to manage Messi if he's still to be there? Because... I was going to say for now at least. Yeah, well, that was it. Your, your pal Joseph, I, I wrote it down actually the quote. He came out and said, a pillar of our project is going to be Leo Messi, for, which is for when Cummins coming in as manager. Of course, things change in football. So whether that, that pillar gets removed and, and the whole foundations <laughs> crumble, we'll have to wait and see. I'd feel, you'd kind of feel bad in one way. I know obviously he's getting a lot of money, Ronald Koeman, um, even if he gets fired, but you kind of feel sorry for him if he gets the job on the basis of, of Messi <laughs> and then yeah. Messi leaves a month later. And it's like, oh, sorry, now you've just got this squad to deal with. But you can have Donny van der Beek in midfield and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting time to keep an eye on Barcelona. Um, More ins and outs we should mention as well, actually. Yes, yeah. Eric Abadal, um, the the sporting director, he's been in that position. Well, he was in that position for the last two years. But yesterday saw him uh, last night get the boot. His contract has been officially terminated. Um, Just one of what we're expecting to be many casualties of the, um, well, I guess... uh, by their standards, a poor season by Barcelona, but just highlighted by that result against Bayern Munich, the 8-2 defeat, um, where all the talk from everybody associated with the club has been about uh, rebuilding uh, from the bottom up um, across the, the playing squad, across the, the foundations of the club. And Eric Abadal is one of those who's uh, who's made way. Uh, of course, a former player at Barcelona, a bit of a, an icon there at Barcelona, mm-hmm. uh, won, won two Champions Leagues for them as a player, uh, as a left-back. Um, and kind of, I had, I had a little chuckle because the day before, Eric Abadal was the person tasked with giving uh, Kiki Setien his notice and like, <laughs> sorry, you sat now, mate. And then the next day, oh, actually, Eric, we kind of didn't tell you, but you're next. <laughs> like like Bill Goldberg, you're next. Yeah. yeah. Poor Eric Thanks Abadal. for doing the dirty work with Setien. Now you can yeah. pack your bags. Exactly. So uh, that's another vacancy that needs filling at Barcelona. Is it, it is a, a, a new sporting director if they're going to continue on with that model. So it's yeah, just the, the the manager, the sporting director, their two casualties, and yeah, by all accounts, there's going to be a lot more still to come on that front. Yeah, exactly. No real surprise there. I think there's going to be a huge shake-up, as we've mentioned on numerous occasions at Barcelona. We'll keep you up to date with any developments with that, of course. I always think, when I think of Abidal, obviously legend at Barcelona, they'd won a trophy. I want to say the Champions League, but I'm not 100% certain. And I remember the players making a big gesture of handing Eric the trophy. And I think it's Alex Song thinks he's getting given the trophy. And he's like, yeah. oh, cheers, boys. Like, Get out of the way. Get out of the way, Alex. It's Eric's time. 
I completely <laughs> forgot that Alex Song ever played for Barcelona. That's one of those things where it's like, of course he did. I now I remember, but like, I, if you'd have said, where did Alex Song play? It's like, well, um, yeah, that was when that happened. I've been really, really ill. So it was kind of this big yeah. moment for him where it was just like, you're still part of this squad. You're still one of our players. You're still an important part of the thing. And Alex Song's like, yeah, I, I, I'll, yeah. It's, it's almost kind of like the, the David May syndrome of Man United's 99 oh, Champions League. Because that's, yeah. that's all everybody remembers. David May, who didn't even get on the pitch. But it's just him with a trophy like I did it plays, aren't they that every time there's a big I always remember Jose Basingwa when they won when Chelsea yeah. won the Champions League he was that front and center I was like what did you do Jose what are you, what are you <laughs> doing there ridiculous yeah I'm sure people in the comments can list other players that have been front and center for celebrations they had no right to be a part of I guess you could uh, pass John Terry in that as well oh god yeah Full Look, that, that's 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 a whole other debate let's just move quickly on because that's a, a minefield to get into yes let's start with a bit let's move on with a bit of celebration I finally got a prediction right with the Champions League. Golf clap. Golf clap for Wilborn. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, PSG winning 3-0 last night uh, against a Red Bull Leipzig. A very much one-sided victory in the Champions League semi-final. PSG uh, making it to their first Champions League final. Up to Joe, great stat from them regarding this. Uh, they've reached the final of the European Cup or the Champions League for the first time, of course, taking 110 games. That is the most played by a side, side before reaching their first final, overtaking Arsenal's record of 90 between 1971 and 2006. Uh, the, the goal scorers last night, uh, great header, brilliant free kick, great header from Marquinhos to open the scoring. Then I get wound up about this. I'm starting to sound like my dad. Why do every team insist on playing out from the back if they can't? They basically kick the ball directly to Angel Di Maria uh, and Juan yeah. Bernat uh, getting the final goal in that game. It it frustrates me so much. It could have been more for PSG, yeah. if we're perfectly yeah. honest. They are looking genuine contenders for the Champions League. I realise I say that as they make it the final, but <laughs> it's going to be PSG versus Bayern and that's going to be one hell of a game. Yeah, it's again, every one of these games have been something, something to look forward to, whether it's just the what will happen here? What could an underdog pull something out sort of thing? And now here we are, look at the prospect of Paris Saint-Germain um, and, and Lyon, maybe? An old French final or Paris Saint-Germain and, and Bayern Munich, which, like you said, that's just a mouthwatering prospect. Um, I, I, again, just I, I feel like I say this every pod we do. I'm I'm still kind of hoping for Leon. I'm I'm, I'm just kind of it's, I think it's just ingrained in me as a National League football fan where yes. let's go for the, the the underdog. So in this, I'm still hoping for Leon to call the way. But realistically, I think you, you're probably looking at a Bayern Munich and, and a Paris Saint Germain final. But yeah, they were they were sensational last night. And uh, I, that, that I realise I've stolen your word there. I did see somebody make a comment of like, drink for every time uh, Will Bond says sensational yeah. um, in these videos that we did uh, yesterday. But yeah, I, I think um, Paris Saint Germain. Looked absolutely brilliant from the, the first minute to the last. We were we were wondering how this game was going to go, whether Leipzig will come on the front foot and get at them early, and maybe get a goal, and that changes the whole um, the whole the, the lineup of the game. Really, you think Paris Saint Germain are going to have the doubts there, but now nah, there was this was a team that looked very different to the, the Paris Saint Germain we've seen in the last few seasons. This looked like a team that that realistically looked like they they could go on and win the whole thing. Absolutely, I, I'm going to come back to it though. Why do teams play out from the back? Like, they got a warning. There was a, a goal early on and Bappe scored, given a handball against Neymar. There's your warning. Stop playing out from the back, right? Just get it up the pitch. Like, I realise I sound like every dad at a football game when I say <laughs> this. But 
Some teams, absolutely. If you're Manchester City, you've got a ball-playing goalkeeper who can play ridiculous balls. Barcelona, they were the catalyst for this whole thing. Yeah. But nowadays, it feels like every team just goes, yeah, we'll put the left back on one corner flag, the right back on the other, and the goalkeeper can... And then they give away chances. They basically, like, that was it. You're chasing the game. 1-0, you've got a chance. Maybe you get a, you know, get a goal from a set piece. It's all to play for. 2-0 down, you're chasing the game. You're against PSG. They've got Mbappe. He's ridiculously quick. Didn't stand a chance, uh, but... I, I just, I'm just winding myself up now. Yeah, we're, I do feel like we're turning into a couple of angry dads on the we're stand, gonna start, eating, <laughs> drinking we're gonna start lamenting the loss of four four two, the death of the classic formation in a minute. So let's move don't, on and talk about AC Milan instead. On that. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> a little bit of AC Milan transfer news and possible transfer. Well, I guess maybe transfer news. Right, we signed, of... we we announced a new signing, which was just re-signing our striker yesterday. Just feel shout out to Tom Denton. Great to see him. Uh, signing on for next season at Chesterfield. So we'll count this as transfer. Oh, you've done that as well. Yeah, we did that two days ago. Shout out to Mark Carrington. Good to see you back, Cara, for a ninth season. Yeah, that's the way in non-league where, yeah, big announcement. And that's the thing. They do the uh, the pre-announcement announcement of like big big news coming at noon, new sign-in in the building. It's like, who's it going to be? And it's, no disrespect. It's like, oh, we've just we've signed on our, our, our versatile right-back slash midfielder for a ninth season. And and he's been a great servant to the club and he's a, yeah. a great player. But don't hype it up as a big new announcement. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but no, uh, AC Milan are kind of maybe in that situation where um, it looks like Zlatan Ibrahimovic is going to sign on for, I believe, one more season at least. Um, he'll turn 39 in October. So that's an interesting one. But it's Zlatan. He could be 47 and he just do Zlatan things because Zlatan. Um, yeah, so it looks like Zlatan Ibrahimovic is going to stay on for an, another season at Milan. Um, of course, he, he returned there last year and was just brilliant again. Yeah. Uh, when he's, it's it's that, that thing of they really needed him. They needed him um, a figure like that back at Milan. But it's obviously it's they, they have to pick and choose the games they play him in because of his age. And it's that's the the kind of I guess the the, the pros and cons of, of relying on the 38 year old striker who since turned 39. But Zlatan is looks like he's staying for another year and then possibly returning to Milan um, is Thiago Silva, of course, who played last night for Paris Saint Germain. We were worried about how he may get on if he started, but absolutely fine, yeah. absolutely fine. Um, but he's, uh, I believe, 35. Um, it's been known for a little while he's going to leave Paris Saint-Germain at the end of this season. There was talk of maybe Everton, um, now that Carlo Ancelotti's there as manager, who he played under at Milan. But yeah, uh, the reports coming out today from uh, the Italian press, at least, is that, that Thiago Silva was asked to go back to Milan uh, for a season to, I guess, maybe see his career out there. I mean, he was part of the last, what you'd call, truly successful Milan team. Mm. Uh, he won the, the last Serie A league that they won, which was 2010-2011 season. Uh, won, won a Supercoppa Italian as well. So he's somebody who's a, a big favourite there. Um, had, I believe it was maybe four seasons. I, I know it was just over 100 games he played for the club. Um, but since then, obviously, he went for the big money riches to, uh, to Paris Saint-Germain, like uh, so many players did. That was 2012. So he's been in Paris for eight years, which that's flown by. Um, yeah. yeah seasons at Milan I'm just looking at it here um, so yeah it looks like he could be on for a return there but again this is somebody whereas Latan turns 39 in October Thiago Silva turns 36 in September um, but historically you know the the, the, the Italian league um, it's 
there's a bit more time on the board mm. for defenders. It's it's a lot more open nowadays than it was previously, and there are a lot more goals, but still, uh, it's it's a slightly slower pace. Uh, and I think someone like Thiago Silva would be a great signing for Milan. Just it, it kind of they're a team that seem desperate. I talked about Zlatan then. They seem desperate these last few years for a feel good factor, just anything to cling on to. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic going there again, returning was was a big one. And I think Thiago Silva going back would have that same. Uh, at least amongst, amongst the fans would have that same positive effect. And, and you look at that, he'd be great to go alongside a Romagnoli, who's their, their kind of mm. their, their main man at the back these days, their captain, um, and one of their better players. So it would make sense whether it happens. I don't know because the, the story right now is just Thiago Silva wants it. Do Milan want him? Would they take him? You'd like to, you'd probably think so, but we'll, we'll see on this one. But Zlatan looks like he's signed on, and Thiago Silva might also be returning. Yeah, mixed emotions about this. I'd love to see Thiago Silva in the Premier League, um, but you sense that Serie A is probably best for someone of his age. Uh, like you say, great season, like, and another season in Serie A. Serie A look, next season looks really exciting, really interesting. Um, I sense Thiago Silva will return to, to Milan. I think that's probably the best option, as I said, for him. But uh, it's going to be a hell of a season. We'll keep an eye on yeah. that, and we'll keep an eye on any other transfer developments. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, on all of today's football news in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts when you are out and about. Myself and Andrew will be back later on today to preview the second Champions League semi-final. Can Leon do the impossible? Can they stop Bayern Munich? Uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter as well at What Culture FC. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Andrew at... At Culture Left Peg. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But for now, this has been today's football news. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.